0: From Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. I'm Kim Anderson. And I'm Zach Ireland. And this is Behind Closed Doors. We've all been stereotyped. Growing up, people would ask me, you must play volleyball. No. Basketball? No. It made sense. I'm five foot eleven, I'm athletic. And I wear gym clothes. But when a man has a high-pitched voice or wears nice clothes and loves Broadway, assuming they're gay can still be pretty highly offensive. But according to our next guest, those assumptions we have about gay men specifically are often accurate.
1: The most expert cosmetic salesperson at the upscale department store in my neighborhood is a man. A female friend told me about him and intrigued. I went to see him. He was young, tall, and African-American. And his head was shaven. His fingernails were long and covered with clear nail polish. I watched him as he helped a woman choose the right makeup. After he was done with her, I introduced myself. He was slightly taken aback that I, the psychologist, wanted to meet him, but he also appeared slightly flattered. He told me his name was Edwin. Knowing his occupation and observing him briefly and superficially were sufficient to gather for me to guess confidently about aspects of Edwin's life that he never mentioned. I know what he was like as a boy. I know what kind of person he is sexually attracted to. I know what kinds of activities interest him and what kinds do not. I am least sure what he will look like five years from now. Based upon his current appearance, there's a chance he will undergo a dramatic change. Although I'm virtually certain that my conclusions are correct, they fly in the face of mainstream academic opinion. If a current textbook discussed the basis of my intuitions, which many people share, it would do so in the context of stereotypes. It would neglect to explain that my intuitions are probably correct, and it wouldn't discuss why. My book aims to do better.
0: That was Michael Bailey, a professor of psychology at Northwestern University, reading the preface to his book, The Man Who Would Be Queen. He has been studying the genetics of sexual orientation for decades. Let's talk about Edwin for a second. You met him, and based on his appearance and his occupation, you assume some things about him. Based on the research you have done, how likely are your assumptions to be accurate? How likely is a feminine man to be gay?
1: Well, let me just a couple of things first of all Edwin isn't just a feminine man he was he's an extraordinarily feminine man or he was when I met him which was a long time ago so based on uh, that I think that chances are very high you know approaching a hundred percent that he's attracted to men so, so how one,
0: how feminine do you have to be in order for you to make that assessment do you know what I mean
1: well I think that uh, it is true, and we should think about femininity not as a dichotomy, but as a continuum. And he was at the extreme end of that continuum. Uh, Some signs are better than others. You mentioned having a high-pitched voice. I I actually don't think that that's very relevant. That's not really a a signal of uh, sexual orientation in men although I do think that there is such a thing as a, a gay uh, voice. I don't think it has much to do with pitch. It has more to do with articulation patterns. I would say that there are people who are not that hard to see and, and hear uh, that I would, have, I would bet a lot of money on their sexual orientation. And furthermore, you know, stereotypes that people have you know, have a fairly high degree of accuracy in general, uh, stereotypes tend to be true on average. uh, And in the domain of sexual orientation, they definitely tend to be true on average.
0: Is the fact that a man is feminine, is that a good indicator that he will be gay in his later years? Like if if he's a boy and he has feminine characteristics or, uh, you know, likes to play with dolls, for example, are those clear indicators that he will become a gay man?
1: Very feminine boys, boys who are feminine, not just in one moment, but are persistently feminine in more than one way, that they play with dolls, they like the company of girls more than boys, perhaps they like to cross-dress those boys have a very high chance of becoming gay. I would say uh, more than 50% and perhaps as high as 100%. The thing is, long-term studies of very feminine boys find some percentage who say that they're straight at adult follow-up, but we don't know that their uh, claim to be straight is accurate The ones who say they're straight, for example, tend to be younger than the ones who say that they're gay. So maybe they will come out later. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't want you to know. (laughs) There are ways, hypothetically, of finding out what their true sexual orientation is, but nobody has done that.
0: Do we know why those young boys are more feminine than other boys?
1: So we don't know for sure. There are certainly scientific clues and they have to do with prenatal life, and in particular, the effects of hormones on the brain. We know, for example, that girls who are exposed to high levels of testosterone in the uterus, they tend to be relatively masculine in some respects, like their interest patterns and the way that they like to play. You know, the hypothesis has been that. The brains of feminine boys during a critical period of development had less testosterone action. That's the theory. You know, there there are problems with the, the theory in that their bodies are no different than other boys, and testosterone, if it's not there, you know, then the bodies are not going to be fully masculinized. So uh, there are ways to, you know, speculate about how this might happen. Maybe the, the te- there was less testosterone only in the brain or only for a short time of development. But these are all speculative hypotheses, and, you know, I think that we should admit that we really don't know at this point.
0: What about the men who don't look gay, but they really are?
1: Uh, I don't think that how a man looks is especially good clue about whether he's gay or not, with the exception of perhaps how he dresses and how he moves. Now, uh, movement is a behavior rather than a physical appearance. It's not so much about looks. It's about behavior. That includes movement, mannerisms. It includes aspects of speech. And it it includes interests, like occupational and recreational interests. Those are the main things. I don't think that there's very strong evidence that there's something like a gay face, for example. Women are a little different in that lesbians tend more than straight women to have short hair, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and that is, I suppose, an, an aspect of physical appearance, but it's one that is a manifestation of behavior, they chose to cut their hair shorter. And, you know, I'm not sure that there's something like a lesbian face either if you get rid of the hair clues. But there do also appear to be things like mannerisms and speech patterns.
0: Mm -hmm. that are relevant. You had a lot of vocal critics after this book came out. Do you see any validity to your critics who might say that stereotyping is wrong?
1: Well, I I think I was pretty careful in the book um, to say that the generalizations that I made don't apply to every single person. Mm -hmm. You know, stereotypes, uh, you know, if, if you think about them clearly, you know, they're generalizations. They're, you know, it's it's not true of everybody mm-hmm. I also think that I don't in the book or or in my life I don't um uh, insult or denigrate or dislike people who have stereotypic behavior stereotypically gay behavior i like you know I have a lot of feminine gay friends who I like a lot if anything you know i i, I if I'm prejudiced it's probably against macho straight guys more than (laughs) feminine gay guys. So uh, I think that back then, it was, you know, 2003 when the book came out, people were a little thin-skinned. And if anything, it's it's gotten worse. You know, I think people need to be less touchy and, you know, be nice, but, you know, talk about reality Mm -hmm. and not about, uh, you know feeling insulted at the slightest assertion they don't like.
0: What did you think? The conversation continues on Twitter at BCD Series.